Welcome to What's Happening, a podcast created by and for the Anglophone East School District. Join us every week on your drive to work, your walk around the block, in the staff room, or while you're relaxing. You bring the coffee and we'll bring the news. Subscribe to this podcast on your preferred streaming platform to get notified when a new episode comes out every week. My name is Brian Willett, one of your hosts for What's Happening. I'm the subject coordinator for numeracy and science, grades 6 to 12, here in the Anglophone East School District. And my name's Stephanie Patterson, the Director of Communications here at Anglophone East as well. We're so excited to be hosting this podcast for you. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us on What's Happening. I'm actually quite excited to hear more about this story that we have to share with you from John Bauer from West Riverview School. Yeah, a a grade two teacher at West Riverview School uh, started uh, a gardening project a few years ago with his uh, class outside and he's moved the project indoors. So uh, it's really quite exciting to hear what kinds of things they're growing in the middle of February inside. And it's amazing to know, you know, anybody who's listening to this right now, if you think, oh, gardening inside, how's that even happen? John walks us through how he got the materials, where he got it from, and even what his students do to help him in the process of growing vegetables that they actually eat in the class. So I think that is so cool. And if you're interested in doing, you know, the same thing in your classroom, stick around to hear John's story because it is one of a kind. My name is John Bauer and I teach teach at West Riverview School. Uh, I've been teaching here now for about 20 years. Uh, I started late in in teaching. I started when I was 30. Before that, I I managed a business in downtown Moncton uh, called Newswatch. It doesn't really exist anymore. But um, so I I came to, to teaching late, later in life, but always wanted to be a teacher. And so that's why I made that that choice. Um, I'm originally from Fredericton, uh, got my degree, my first degree at University of St. Anne with the shirt where I'm wearing the sweater now. And then I got my education degree at, uh, Mount Allison University. It was the, the last of the education, uh, group through that university. Then they canceled the program. So I guess they had the best and then they, they, they just shut her down after that I don't <laughs> or the worst. Or the worst, one or the other. Yeah. So, and I, I live here in uh, in um, Riverview with my wife Kimberly and my son Will, who's supposed to be at McGill University right now, but I'm um, doing his master's, but he's doing it remotely from from here. So, in uh, he's uh, he's doing it in uh, medical genetics. So, yeah, yeah. And I've like I said, I've I've taught here at, at West Riverview for about twenty years. So. That's amazing, John. And, and it sounds like what a, a, a great career, 20 years at West Riverview, you know, and, and, you know, 20 years in and you're still doing amazing things. And that's why you're on the podcast today. So thank you so much for joining us on what's happening and sharing the story about your project at West Riverview. And have you always been in grade, you're in grade two, right? At West Riverview yes. currently? Yeah. Yeah. Always grade in two. Grade- Not, no, actually I was, I, I taught grade four for quite a few years. Okay. So I think I'm on my, I think I'm on my seventh year of grade two, if, if I'm calculating, <laughs> calculating that right. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I, Carla, our principal, 
you know, kept on saying to me, you know, you need to make a change, time to make a change, you know, <laughs> we'd, like, we'd like you in the early years. And, and so I thought, okay, let's, let's give it a shot. So yeah. I'm glad I did. Like you, you need to, as a teacher, you need to sort of get out of your own, you know, out of the right. box in a sense and try something new just to refresh yourself and, and make things, you know, fresh. And um, you do get into a little bit of a, I don't know, I guess it would be a, not a rut, but you get into a certain flow. And if, if you sort of jazz it up a little bit, go to a different grade level, then, you know, yeah. sort of sparks you a bit. So I was glad I did it. It's a fun and age too, grade two. It's a great year. They're, they're uh, the great age. They're, you know, seven years old. They, they, you know, they love, love me. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, un yeah. Unconditional love, I guess is what it, what it would be. Um, and the stories are just, you know, fantastic. I could write a book. Yeah, I bet. About, I bet. about the things <laughs> that they say. I forget what one little fella said today. Um, oh, I had it. I had it on a sticky note because I wanted to. Oh, I don't think I'll be able to remember it. But anyway, <laughs> lots of funny things. Oh, yeah. No kidding. Um, so tell us a little bit about your indoor gardening project. I see it all over Twitter. I love it. I love everything you post about it. I think it's fantastic. Um, so tell us a little bit how that got started and what the goals are and, uh, and, and what made you want to, I guess, uh, venture into this with a, with a bunch of seven-year-olds. <laughs> well, it, 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 what happened was, uh, you know, I've always been a gardener at home. Um, not, not always a successful gardener, but, um, so I, I, I was always wanting to do things in the classroom that had to do with that kind of thing. It works really well with, um, the grade two curriculum when it comes to life, life cycles. It's supposed to, you know, in grade two, it's animal life cycles for the most part, okay. but certainly, you know, with the exploration of time and, and the way we're doing it now, it fits in really well for that, you know, for, and, and they're also, there's, they're just so interested in everything. Right. So, you know, this is something that I thought would be great. I, I went to um, a PD uh, quite a few years ago in St. John and um, they, they were talking about outdoor gardens. So that was the first sort of the first step. Um, it was an organization, organization called nutrients for life. Oh yeah. And, yeah. And so, and the lady who runs it is actually for, you know, for a good chunk of North America actually lives in Hopewell Cape. She's very close by. Yeah. And so I, I applied for a grant through them to, to set up six garden boxes out, out in the side of the, the building. And we, we got that. Uh, we had Ailes Landscaping. Carla, our principal, was able to, you know, get them involved to help out with it and give us soil and things like that. And, you know, we had all sorts of different people from the, from, you know, businesses. We had home hardware gave us the lumber. We did all that kind of, Kent gave us the hose, you know, you name it, people helped out. And so we, we did the outdoor garden. First year was kind of a trial run. Um, we planted some things that didn't necessarily work, you know, it's over the summer and, you know, I had to go, you know, come and water it all the time. We didn't really have people set up for that. It was a new thing. Mr. Taylor, our phys ed teacher, he, he helped out, he helped me out too with watering. And, um, so in the end of that, we, we had a, we had a harvest and we, we had a big soup, which was kind of neat. We, oh yeah. The community college came and prepared it and all the kids went down and looked. So we did the outdoor garden. It was a success last year. 
COVID kind of put a damper in it like everything else. But in the, in, in the interim, I saw on Twitter, thankfully, good old Twitter, I saw a, a teacher in Garden Creek School in Fredericton who had this little green thumbs. And um, Garden Creek School, on a side note, is the home of my only out-of-the-park home run as a kid playing baseball. Oh. <laughs> uh, <laughs> happened, it, 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 yeah, anyway, won't get into that. That's so, a stat that my husband would share as well. <laughs> yes, one home, one home run in my career. That's where it was. Yeah. Um, and so she had this this indoor garden that was little green thumbs, and I thought, what is this? Like this is this looks really cool. So I, you, if you go on little green thumbs and apply, you got to keep checking it. If you're a teacher, you you sort of have to keep after them because there's where he says apply, it'll it'll usually say. We're accepting applications from, you know, Alberta. We're accepting applications from British Columbia. And sometimes you'll see New Brunswick. And if you snap it in there real quick, you you can um, get this complete indoor garden, which when I priced it out, like just, you know, because I got interested in it, it's, you know, it's over twelve, thirteen hundred dollars worth of material because it's they give you everything. Um, and if you look at it has all the grow lights. It has the big bins um, for you know larger plants. It has the smaller bins for lettuce and herbs and things like that. And um, they're they're kid proof in a sense because you water them; they don't leak. They you know they're they're great for um, grade two for sure. The only thing is you know we have to stand on our chairs, the chairs to sort of peer in on the top layer, but. Um, we do that. We try to do that safe as we can. <laughs> so that's kind of how I got got into it. It's run by, um, in, in New Brunswick, it's run by an organization. I think it's called Ag New Brunswick, AG, Ag New okay, Brunswick. Yeah. And they they had a, um, a PD for it. And I went and learned how to set it all up and, um, you know, how to care for it and everything. And the only hiccup was that my shelving unit was supposed to come from China and it ju was just at the time of COVID oh, hit. Cute. And so I had to get my own shelf. They eventually got a new one, but so, <laughs> you know, and I, I couldn't set it up in the last, last, last spring. So I had to, um, I took it home and, and just tested it over the summer and grew a few things and it was, you know, it was awesome. So this year the, the kids have really gotten into it. They've, you know, really taken ownership of it. And they really, you know, they like to water it. They like to peer in it. And sometimes it's hard to keep their little fingers from walking, <laughs> you know, you know, the flowers and things like that. Right. But, you know, they're, they're learning and they, and they, you know, they're seven. So it's, it's not, you know, it's not super high tech, you know, sciencey that way. It's more, you know, what does a plant need and things like that. And if you listen to some of their, their comments, you'll, you'll see that, that it's, it's pretty sort of basic, basic things. And so it's quite the story there, John, that you say, you know, you started with an outdoor garden, you know, that sparked the idea. And then you went on to, you know, you mentioned the little green thumbs, which is, is what is kind of where you received your materials to start this indoor garden part of it. So what is it that, that the students will do with the garden? What is it that their tasks are with this indoor garden? Well, first of all, we had to, we, they, they give you a, a, you know, a packet of seeds. So they give you, you know, everything from 
you know, cucumbers to, to lemon balm, you know, it's, it's a whole different types of, of seeds. And most, I think they're what they're called self-pollinating. So you don't have to have bees and things like that. Um, so what their job, the first job was to, to vote on what we were going to plant because there were so many seeds. So they, they decided that uh, with a little bit of push from me, but um, you know, cucumbers and, and peppers and to look back and look at tomatoes, <laughs> um, whole beans. They love whole beans because they, you know, they grow like crazy. Right. Yeah. And we had snap peas. We had a whole, whole bunch of things. Some things just, you know, up and died on us and some, some things never started and some things went crazy. So, so they're, they were in charge of picking the, the plants. They, then we had to prepare the soil. So that was a messy venture in, in the classroom. I'm sure the custodians loved me after that. I tried to clean it up as much as I could, obviously, but so we filled the buckets and we, you know, we put the fertilizer in and, you know, learned how to plant the seeds, you know, a certain depth. Um, and since then, their, their jobs mainly been to make sure that they water, the, the, you know, the garden. So in my classroom, it's, it's a ship. It's a, so we have a first mate who's oh, my right hand person. <laughs> right, right. That's so cute. And then we have you know, a purser who's like the delivery person. And so those two people tend to get to water the garden, um, you know, every day or, you know, depending on what it needs with, with little ones, you got to be careful because they will saturate <laughs> that okay. soil pretty, pretty much. So you got to watch how much you, you, you water it. But And then they, they, you know, they, I always, you know, see somebody sort of wandering over and poking their nose in there to take a look and see what's growing. And, and so that's basically their jobs that they have. That's awesome. And I'm not much of a garden, my gardener myself. Like I, I don't have a green thumb whatsoever. Um, is your plan like with these plants, the setup that you have, are you able to, will your cucumbers kind of come to fruition? Will your tomatoes come to life or will you have to plant them outside for them to finish their growth? Well, that's, that's the cool thing about it. Like, and like I said, if, 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 if you're able to use the, the, the kids comments, the, we're, we've been eating them. We've been eating them oh, for the past, so you know, month or so. Yeah. We've been, uh, we just today we're picking some of the um, uh, the cherry tomatoes. We've eaten the snap peas. We've eaten the bush beans. <laughs> we sampled some pole beans, which weren't a big hit, and they weren't really a big hit with me either. Uh, <laughs> lettuce that the the lettuce is pretty much ravaged now. It, it's <laughs> they once I said you know we could pick the lettuce for our sandwiches. Oh, yeah, um, good idea. They, they they basically got, that was the green light, and they've been picking lettuce every day and putting it on their sandwiches. And if they didn't have a sandwich, they still were eating it. So so that's really the neat thing about this garden is that, you know, you don't have to wait. You know, it's not, you're not doing starter plants here. You're, you've got it, if you start it in, say, November, it was, I think it was the first of November November when we started, you do, you end up having, like, you know, the fruits of your labor, the, the crops come in and and you yeah. can start eating. And not, you know, it's not a ton of food, like it's not a ton of food, but it it certainly is, you know, gives them the idea of, um, you know, where where vegetables come from and yeah. what types there are and that kind of thing. So 
Um, Brian and I both have uh, young children, so we uh, we we know the struggle of trying to convince them to eat uh, vegetables voluntarily. So I uh, I commend you for finding a way to get kids <laughs> to voluntarily pick and eat the vegetables. That is, you know, now I'm looking, I'm thinking maybe an indoor garden might, might be the way to do it. Well, it is, it is really like, you know, kind of funny. And I suspect their parents would be saying, you know, well, you don't even eat tomatoes. When I, when I do <laughs> right. Now I do have some that they turn their nose up at it and say, you know, I don't like tomatoes. And I said, well, give it a try. We, you know, we, we grew these things. Come on. Like, you know, and they will, but you know, just like a little person, the tongue comes out and it's like that, that kind of thing. <laughs> Cute. So, but you know, it is, they, they, I think it's, it's the same thing when you sort of, when you cook your own meal kind of thing, if, if it always tastes better when, or if you're, you know, you're making something outside, it always tastes better if you do it. Right. Right. And so having a, having a, some ownership in, in the growing and the caring and really, they don't want to lose out on giving, at least giving it a shot. Right. Right. So that that's um, it's. I'm really like I, I can't say enough about it. Like it, it it's the with the COVID especially. Um, it, we, we're in our little bubble, you know, and and we can't really do much with other classes or things like that or assemblies in the gym. We have virtual ones, but so this has kind of been a. a savior for me because it's it's so self-contained into our class and they you know they feel special because it's just them right i keep saying you know we're the only ones that have this you know in, <laughs> in our school and and so it has really been helpful for for covid times for sure just yeah. because it's something 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 fun and exciting the i i was a little worried because uh, after March break, I tend to do the salmon release as well, right? So, um, I they would have, the the tank would have to go next to that big, you know, my I got my little goldfish over here, and I've got my my garden here, and then of course the big tank was might ha might come, it might not. They didn't say no, but. They didn't say yes either. So. <laughs> yeah. And that's something I wanted to go over with you for our listeners who can't see the video right now and, and don't know what this looks like. How much room does this garden take up in your classroom? And was there any like electrical needs that had to be put in place in order for you to actually run this? No, that's that's the sweet thing about it is that it, you know, it, it's about four, four by, I don't know, four by six in, in, in size. And it's all uh, low, like the LED lights, I believe it is. Oh, cool. So it, it does. It doesn't take a lot of power at all. And I think that's probably why it's you know so expensive. The, the, the you know the lighting is the, the biggest expense. But no, I have I have my fish tank and I have this set up with it. And it's, of course it's on a timer too, right? So it goes off about seven a.m. and, and shuts off about. Um, I think it's 9 p.m., something like that. Okay, neat. Yeah, so, it, you know, and it, so far, I mean, they, nobody's come to me and say, saying that my <laughs> class is, <laughs> they can do much juice or whatever. Sucking but, all the energy out of yeah, the school. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> no, it, it, it's really well designed. Uh, it does take up a fair amount of space, but, you know, it's really quite worth it, you know, right. for, the, for, the, for the learning that happens, you know, around it. 
And for and for teachers who are listening to this and thinking, wow, John has this amazing garden. What would be your um, word of advice to them as to how to get how to get started? Let's say they finally got the kit the kit from Little Green Thumb. What would be your word of advice to them to get it going in their class and getting engagement from their students? Well, I think the way that that you know, and it was you know just sort of by luck and experience, I guess. But you know, the way I did it seemed to work pretty good. You know, allowing them to choose what you're going to grow, getting them, you know, involved in every little thing that you possibly can, uh, you know, right down to getting their hands dirty in the soil and, and you know, making sure it's them, you know, them that water it. Although during the holiday season, I was in a fair amount, you know, doing the water and keep it going. So that's something they have to think about that, like over March break, you know, I'll have to come in and, and, and keep watering a little bit and that kind of thing. But just, you know, the ownership part, I think, is, is the, main, the main thing. I, uh, I think there was a, a teacher in another, another school that contacted me because they saw that I had one, and they just, they just got one. They were deciding whether or not to, to do it in one class or have it for all classes. And for me, it, the fact that it's right here all the time, is, is a big deal. Like they're always seeing it. Yeah. They're always excited about it. They're always wandering over, you know, a lot of time, even times when they're not supposed to be wandering over, <laughs> you know, what am I going to do? I'm going to say, get away from my garden. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's, I would have it in my own class again. So. Yeah. I think I, I saw uh, Port Elgin maybe was the other school that had uh, something set up like that. I don't know if that's where the other teacher was from. Yeah. And yeah. you've mentioned a couple of times that you have to water the plants. So is this setup considered hydroponics or is it? No, no, it's, no, it's not. It's, it's just a regular soil garden. And it has, um, it has like little, if we're, of course they can't see this, but those big bins have like a tube uh, on the side of it, like right in the okay. front. And you pour the, you can pour the water in the tube. And what happens is it, it absorbs the soil underneath and, and brings it up. Uh, sort of, I guess it would be almost, um, oh, there's the bell. It, it kind of, I guess it would be like wicking. It wicks up into the, into the root base and then it, it, uh, they're able to, you know, to grow from there. You do have to put some on the top too, but it, it is, it's a pretty neat rig. Yeah. Really that is. sounds really neat. Good for little kids because you can't, it's really hard to overwater it. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's a little, uh, there's a little level that, you know, if they overwater it, it comes, it just sort of spills over, you know, and you oh. know you've, gone, you've gone too far. So, um, yeah, that is, that is, uh, a, a convenient feature then when you're, when you're dealing with young kids and, you know, cause everybody's excited and wants a turn to, to water it. So you don't have to worry about it, uh, about it ruining the, the growth. That's, That's great. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, having a, you know, I don't have like a, a chart of when people are doing it or anything like that, but the way this, my class is set up, it just, everybody gets to do those jobs every day. So it's a different, so, you know, everybody gets a, a crack at it. So that's the main thing. Yeah, that's awesome. And I think it's amazing because of the low setup, like for, for teachers who are listening or administrators listening right now thinking, oh, I don't know if I want a garden. It's nice to hear that, you know, the low setup is not, uh, you know, it's not too complicated. The idea that, oh, I don't know, maybe if I put this in grade two, it'll break you know, and I don't want to break this really expensive piece of machinery. You know, the idea of what you're saying is that, you know, these tubs contain 
the plant and they grow within these tubs and you water it. I think that's that's huge, right? For somebody looking to start and engage students in learning about growing, the growth of plants and that life cycle process, like you mentioned earlier. No, it's it's it really is perfect for that. It's uh, it, it it's um, foolproof when it comes to you know if you're a person who isn't necessarily doesn't necessarily have a green thumb, uh, it, it it works really well. The you know we did have some you know we did have some failures, but I mean that that's you know how you learn things. Right. I still don't know why they the, the snap peas and the and the beans we're. we're whether we overwatered them, we, we, none of us seem to know, no kids nor me, why they just, they just, they just started to shrivel up. It was so we replanted. We, uh, uh, you know, I, I said, well, let's. I've got some old carrot seeds, you know, from home. Uh, guys interested in planting carrots? Well, yes. Oh my goodness, that was so. <laughs> so now one of the, one of the bins is full of is is full of carrots, but you know they're not ready to even close to they just started so you know every day can, can we eat a carrot to? can i eat a carrot no it's going to be quite a while before you eat a carrot yeah, <laughs> yeah. but there's a there's a, a lesson in delayed gratification there too right like the the idea of of taking care of something and having to wait to 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 see it evolve is is a lesson itself sure is i mean it, it that that is a great lesson because, you know, when we first planted them, you know, when are we going to eat them? When are we going to eat this? When, you know, we're, you know, we're three, four months now that are, yeah, we're getting on, you know, three and a half months that we've had this thing going and it's just starting to produce, you know, veggies. And, and so, you know, I think it, you know, you're, you get more excited if you have to wait and wait, yeah. and wait right. You know, <laughs> sort of delay gratification in a sense. So. But you yeah. also but learn about, you know, how long it takes for the food to get to your table. You know, oftentimes we, we take those things for granted. But when you see them growing from seed to, to vegetable, you realize, wow, I had to wait five months to eat this <laughs> carrot, if not longer. <laughs> yeah. Imagine when it shows up on your plate for dinner or for lunch. You're like, well, it took a while for it to get here. That's right. <laughs> for sure. And, and it also, it does tell, you know, we did, it does, you know, you can branch out in, in discussions you know, we've had a lot of different discussions about sort of food related things, particularly like, you know, why can't we do it here, for example, outside? Well, you try to grow something right now in the wintertime, it's not <laughs> going to work. Where do you think that food comes from that you're getting in the grocery store? You know, uh, that kind of thing. I said, well, we have some greenhouses around here, but not nothing really that besides uh, Ada, I believe, the the greens people over there that they have a huge indoor facility um but you know it just is a, a lesson in where does where do you think it came from like where did that orange come from where did the carrot come from that you're eating today that kind of thing so it yeah. is it's, it's it's a good lesson for them to know that somebody has to grow these things for them if you know you don't just they don't just appear in the grocery store so right it has uh you know a lot of other things that it, it it's brought up. We we went. We were outside. Of course, we're in our bubble, so it's me and the kids uh, uh, in one little spot. And there's an oak tree there, and of course the acorns were coming off them. And I said, "Oh, look at those acorns!" And and that ballooned into you know what what is an acorn? And you know, I said, "Well, that's how you get an a an oak tree." And so now <laughs> we've got 
a, you know, a tub of acorns <laughs> here in the classroom. And, uh, and you're going to have some, you're going to have some, you're going to have some squirrels knocking out your windows. There, <laughs> yeah. I have some in my garage too, because of course, then we had to talk about um, the fact that we can't plant them, you know, right after they've fallen off the tree, that they have to have the dormant, you know, that dormant cycle and, and, you know, kind of relate that to hibernation and all those kinds of things. But we are going to, we are planning on planning, you know, I'll have some free space there once that rescued tomato plant that I, for my garden in the, in the summer, that thing's, I think it's pretty much toast. So we're going to, I think we're going to try to to grow the oak trees. One little fella put in a, they always wanted to plant different things to try, which is, I thought this is perfect. So he put in a, Bus 87 students, please come down. Bus 87 students. He, he put in an orange seed. And I said, well, you never know. Like, you know, I've done yeah. that before myself and, and had a, for a long time, I had a, an orange plant that was sort of bonsai, right? So, yeah, he, uh, you know, he, and the other day I, I was looking at the carrots and there, there was that little uh, orange plant. You could see it was popping up. So right. he was pretty excited that, you know, he's got a, a little orange tree that's going to be hopefully growing there. So that's pretty neat. We tried a maple, uh, the maple seed, the acorn, apple. We tried different ones. This is the only one that's actually, you know, bared, not bared fruit, but has been successful. So it does give them, you know. 175 students, please come down. That's 175 students. Does give them, I think that's the last bus. <laughs> Sorry. It does give them, uh, you know, a little sort of research lab in a sense, too, right? So right. It, it, it's great all the way around. It's perfect. And it's amazing to hear that curiosity, right? And you said you were there once, and I remember planting apple seeds, and every seed that comes out of a fruit of some sort, you put it in the ground and see if you get this tree uh, pop up. And, and that's how amazing that, that it can instill curiosity you know, into the students to say, what else can we plant on top of, of these things? And and I believe, John, I think you've actually prepared some clips for us uh, from the students for us to, to hear what they have to say. That's right. Yeah. They, you know, they, I asked them kind of two questions. What have you learned and what is, is kind of cool or neat about having the garden? Most of the comments are what's neat about it, as you can imagine. There's seven. <laughs> yeah. Um, but there's some pretty, there's some pretty neat neat things in there. So I hope you can actually play some of them. I think we could cut away to those audio clips of those students right now to hear what they have to say about your garden and get their perspective of what a garden does for the classroom and for them. So uh, let's hear what those students have to say now. The garden is fun to have because you can water it and the lettuce is really good. I love the tomatoes. And I love eating the lettuce. Those are my two favorite things. Provide just oxygen in in plants. Provide the sulfur, carbon dioxide, and plus it provides us humans oxygen. It is fun, and it's fun to eat the food. And it and pole beans have vines that go crazy. And lettuce never stops growing, and that's pretty fun. I learned that if we didn't grow the garden and if we didn't have the stuff that our 
we wanted but our parents did, uh, didn't have enough money, um, we would be able just to just pick it. Well, cherry tomatoes are pretty sour to me because my body is pretty <laughs> special with the extra five layers, very thin layers. And so, John, we just heard what your students had to say, and thank you so much for sending in those clips. Is there anything else that you'd want our listeners to know about the Indoor Garden Project, how to get started, or, or anything else that you think they might want to know or hear uh, that we may not have covered today? Well, I think that if, if, if a teacher's interested, certainly um, keep checking that the um, Little Green Thumbs website. The, there's also, like I said, Ag Canada um, is, or no, Ag, Ag New Brunswick, not Ag Canada, Ag New Brunswick. And I have the gentleman's name. So if, if they were interested, they could always just shoot me off an email and I could, you know, give them that, the, the guy, the fellow's name. And you never know. That's the thing. You have to sort of be aggressive when it comes to stuff like this, right? You, you can't, you know, it's not going to come to you. You kind of have to go after stuff. And that's yeah. kind of how I got this. So in my in my past life, I uh, I wrote a lot of grant uh, applications and and you you have to ask for the moon because <laughs> then you might get something like you might get what you're looking for just just from if you ask for something completely uh, completely extravagant. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. yeah. No, it, 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 it's it's teachers. We 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 beg and steal. That's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, John, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day. And I know it's probably been a crazy week. And I'm glad that you were able to come and join us on the podcast to share your story about an indoor garden. And this is grade two. So I can only imagine what it would do for grade two and on or even kindergarten and grade one. Uh, so thank you so much for sharing your story with us, sharing the voices of your students and how it, the garden impacts their learning in your classroom. And we look forward to following you on Twitter and seeing everything that's happening, everything that's amazing going on with the garden, and hopefully having you back on the podcast to sharing more stories about those carrots that we are just equally as excited to hear about how it comes out. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that's all the time we have for today's episode. And what an amazing journey for John and his class to go from an outdoor classroom to an indoor uh, gardening classroom and amazing to hear all the types of vegetables that they're actually growing. Yeah, I'm uh, quite emotionally invested in the carrots now. I can't wait to see those pop up on my Twitter feed and and uh, hear about how the kids uh, enjoyed them or, or not. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really interesting project and and so beneficial for uh, for for kids to develop these skills at such a young age. And amazing to hear how, you know, students are engaged in learning about that journey, you know, from seed to table um, and engaging in the process, right? Because it takes months for that tomato or that carrot to grow for you to finally bite in and enjoy it or not enjoy it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you, you know a little bit more about the journey that it takes to get to where, you know, where you eat it. Yeah, I really do think it's uh, it's a fantastic project for students at any age, and I and I hope that some teachers are listening and that uh, they're inspired to, to try it out for themselves. And if you're wondering where to get those materials or apply for that grant, the uh, link to Little Green Thumb is down in the description of this episode, as well as any other links that John can share with us to help you in creating your indoor garden classroom. So as always, don't forget to subscribe to us on whatever listening platform you're listening to us on right now to get notified of when a new episode comes out and stay tuned for that update on the carrots that are occurring in the grade two classroom over at West Riverview. As always, stay tuned, stay connected, stay creative. This is what's happening.